0: Church. How's everybody doing out there? This is the pastor coming right at you. How is everybody doing? Church, what's going on? How's everybody doing? Listen, it's the pastor coming right at you. This is the One Life Show. We're here for you. You can always send us an email at pastoronelife@gmail.com, at gmail.com or you can send us a text, a call, a voicemail. Anything that you feel as though you would like to send us, you can send that to uh, 267-863-9912. All right? And you can also go to anchor.com. I'm sorry. Anchor.com. I'm trying to remember the site. I do apologize. do apologize. It's anchor.com because that's, that's what the platform, our actual podcast, uh, is based on. It's based on that. Yes. Yeah. So what you're going to do is go to H-T-T-P-S colon forward slash forward slash anchor.fm forward slash T-H-E hyphen pastor. So it's anchor.fm forward slash the hyphen pastor. That's where you can go to listen to everything that we do here on the One Life Show. And if you can, if you can, I really do appreciate Appreciate it. You can actually become an, uh, an actual subscriber to the co- to the podcast monetarily. You can go and actually uh, you can actually go and donate. Um, we have it. You can go for it's a ninety nine cents a month, ten dollars a month, and I think it's twenty dollars a month. That's where you can go. Just to uh, you know, listen. I I don't want you to you know have to you know break the bank or anything like that but anything monetarily that you can give to the show definitely helps for the growth. It definitely helps for, um, um, uh, the podcast to grow because we're definitely thinking about going on, on to, you know, different platforms. We're thinking about going on to the AM radio airways. So I, we definitely are going to need your help and I appreciate everyone who's already a monthly subscriber. Um, for donations, I really, really, really appreciate that so ever so much. I can never, never thank you enough. But again, <laughs> this is the pastor coming right after. This is the one life show. We're going to get right back on into what we did, we, what we were discussing last week in regards of, you know the preacher. And again, this is just me. I'm once again, I'm, I'm a pastor, I'm a preacher. I, I am called the pastor. This is the One Life Show. I have been preaching since 1998. All right. I am a ordained elder. I'm an ordained elder. Uh, pastor um, uh, Tyrone Moore and his wife back in 1998 ordained myself and my wife to be ordained elders. It was something that God put on his heart to do. And we have been doing it ever since. It has not. I don't preach out to different churches. Um, We have been been part of churches. But, you know, that's just the story of church. So with the segment of dealing with the preacher, what I want to know, what I am concerned about, and what I feel as though that, you know, the church needs to go over, I want to know what your aspect of a preacher is. That's all that I want to know. And again, you can call, leave a voicemail, send a text, 267 863 9912. You can call that number. You can leave us a voicemail, right? You can send a text message with, 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 the, with pretty much anything you want. Any questions you have about the show, any questions, anything you want to go over. I'm, I'm really down for any of that. It's not a problem, okay? And you can also leave us a voice message as well, okay? Or again, you can send us an email. You send us an email at pastoronelife at gmail.com. You can definitely send us an email. We really do appreciate it. And again, you can go to anchor.fm forward slash the hyphen pastor. Okay, you can go there. You can go to that website. You can leave a message on the site as well. I would love to hear from the church. I want to hear from you. It's important for me to really hear from the church. Because I really want to know. Now, not to say that, you know, preachers were perfect or any of that. Not trying to say any of that. But what I do want to know is the perspective of those that sit in the church, sit up under pastors that they personally know that have that are doing wrong in the church, with the church, for the church. I don't want to know their names. I don't want to know their business. I just want to know what, what you think a pastor should be that's what i really want to know i want to know what 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 your perspective is what your thoughts what is your um what god has put into your heart mind and soul about what a pastor should be you know so what we're going to do today is going we're going to go over a lot of that um once again this is a this is a podcast but for podcast sake we may break this one subject up um this one scripture up in a, you know, in a couple, uh, in in a couple, uh, segments, but it's really, really, really important for me. Now, you know, first thing I love to do here, I want to do something just a little bit different with this. I want to give y'all one of my favorite songs, one of my favorite songs that, that, that has been out for quite some time. Uh, I don't know what happened to it. My song went, went, there it is, okay? So this is one of my favorite songs by John P. Key. It's on the New Life Community Choir featuring John P. Key. It's on the Not Guilty album. All right? I just want to, you know, we're just going to go just into it a little bit, okay? He was one of nine children. His mother died when he was very young. He one always taught us to this reverence very, and respect the me. character of God. Uh, when he me and my wife had right our the first interbirth in, in regards to being happy, this is one of the things that we're um, um, But I love this, this song, which is just, just talking I about believing. Listen up, sir. I believe, oh, I believe, oh. I believe. I believe. Listen, he worked it out for me. I believe, I believe. I, believe. I, believe. I believe, That is one of my favorite, favorite songs by John P.K., And we all know, for anybody that knows John P.K., he's a legend. Um, but that song right there gets me every single time, and I wanted to. You know, one thing about uh, uh, being a preacher is that one of the main things we have to do is to stay encouraged. So whether we're staying encouraged by music, whether we're staying encouraged by uh, 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 messages, um, I stay encouraged. If you, if, 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 if we can, since we're talking about encouragement, I stay encouraged by many different things. Many different things encourage me and inspire me. People. Uh, that I've talked to at the gym. They don't even know that they're inspiring me. But I get inspired. I get inspired by it. Uh, my wife is a major. Um, my one of, not one. My wife is my major muse. <laughs> major muse. I get inspired by her. Like like like, it's nobody's business. Like She's the best encouragement and, and pusher of the podcast. As well as my life. And shout out to my wife, Lady Banks. Thank you very much for all that you do and you have done in our life. We're going to get right on into this. But first thing we're going to do, spark this with a prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for this time, the opportunity to get in your word, Father God. Lord, uh, I really, Lord, just want everyone to be touched by the message. Everyone to be touched by What is going to be said from your word, Father God, Lord. Because this is about preachers, Father God. Those that you have called, those that you sent, Father God. And Lord, I I just want everybody to know and have an understanding of what your word says about what a preacher is, what a preacher is supposed to do, and how they're supposed to react. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So we're going to get into this. What we're going to do, I want you to turn to the book of 1 Peter chapter 3 and we want to start at verse 2. Alright? Give me a quick second here. We're going to be at, at 1 Peter. I'm sorry. I apologize, church. That's just that's 1 Timothy. <laughs> 1 Timothy 3 and 2. That's where we're going to be at. Give me a brief moment here. Got to get everything up and running here. There we go. Sorry, my uh, technology doesn't want to work for me right now. It's it's funny how we we love technology and it's supposed to work for us. And at times, it does work against us. So, again, we're going to be in the book of Timothy. 1 Timothy. 1 Timothy, chapter 3. And we're going to start at verse 2. If church y'all give me a moment Here because what's supposed to be here is not here, so we're going to go another route. All right, so here we go. First Timothy 3 and 2 it says, and this is the Amplified Version. It says, Now a bishop must give no ground for um, accusation, but must be above reproach, the husband of one wife, circumspect and temperate. and self-control all right sensible and well behaved and dignified and lead order lead and lead I'm sorry an orderly life all right showing love for and being a friend to the believers especially strangers foreigners and capable and qualified And I'm reading this in a certain way because I want those that are listening to really follow me. And again, it's 1 Timothy chapter 3. We're going to start at verse number 2. This is the amplified version. It says, Now a bishop, in parentheses, it says superintendent, overseer, pastor, preacher, must give no grounds for accusation, but must be above reproach, the husband of one wife circumspect and temperate and self controlled all right? Sensible and well-behaved and dignified and lead an orderly life. Hospitable. Love for being a friend to the believers, especially strangers or foreigners, and be a capable and qualified teacher, okay? So there's some other things that we can go into, but I want to stop right there at, or I just read all of verse number two, all right? Read all of verse number two all right um, there are certain things and again this is something we we'll, we'll, we'll break up uh, we we'll, we'll, we'll come back to this again but there are certain things that even Paul says as a uh, as a leader okay the leader of a church that even preachers are supposed to be okay all right. Now I want to read verse one. So First Timothy three and one it says, "The saying is true and what is is what irrefutable. If any man seeks the office of bishop, he desires an ex- excellent task or work. Um, I read it that way for certain reason. because being a preacher is something that is above yourself. Being a preacher is someone that is really above yourself. It's, it's something that is greater than you. Um, for me, you know, being a preacher, you know, it's a very, very important, very, very important job. That's that's how I look at being a preacher. Um I don't look at being a preacher as something as minimal, but I look at it as being something great. Uh, when I was in the church, um, and I was at a couple of churches, I took the job of being a preacher very seriously. When it was t- my time to preach or my turn or however the rotation worked, I would work, I would definitely make sure I'm delivering the word of God, not delivering what earnestness what studies show, I make sure that I'm delivering the Word of God. Now, it may be certain things that may be in there No, I want it to be of God because I want the people to know that this is a podcast about that glorifies him and not me. Cause no one, no one can do for you better than God can. No one. Okay? So back to and that was my ritual. So, and I am a person, I am a preacher that, um, that number one, loves God, loves my family, and I love to teach. I love to teach the word of God. I really, really do. Um, for the sake of a podcast, I don't get into teaching in depth much. But again, if you're down, I'm down too. You can always email me at PastorOneLife at gmail.com, and we can definitely... <laughs> excuse me, because they got tools out there uh, dealing with, like, Google Classroom and stuff like that. We can definitely go from there and we can definitely communicate right from there. classroom rise I'm, I'm all for that, okay? But again, being in, an elder of a church, a pastor of a church, a leader, a preacher, it is an excellent task. That's what the word is. Or work. Let's use the word work, okay? or work because it is work it, it, it's not it's not it's not something that you just walk into and be like oh yeah i'm you know i can do this no it, it's not as easy as uh people think being a, a preacher of a church is not it's not it's not easy being a pastor is not easy let me just put it that way because when when you're pastoring pastoring is something different than just getting up on the uh, the pulpit every Sunday and preaching a message. I know times for me when the church is that my family we belonged to at one time. I was uh, doing worship, <laughs> doing worship, being a worship leader, right? Turning around, putting my suit jacket on, turning around and going walking on, walking on onto the pulpit to lead the service from there or preach a sermon from there, because that's what God had gave me, and I did it, I did it, you know I I, I wasn't going to, you know, act like, you know I, I didn't want to do it, it's something that I wanted to do, because again, it's something that I took very much to heart, okay I took it very much to heart, and I still take it to heart, because one thing about being a preacher is the, the, the main thing I understand is that a preacher is a human being, male or female. It doesn't matter. Okay. We're not going to get into who should be a preacher and, 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 and is, should it be male? Should it be the No, we're not going to get all into that. We can, but again, send me an email, give me a call and we can go from there. Okay. Call me at 267-863-9912. A text, call, voicemail. I'll get back to you. We can go over all of that. But, We're not um, um, here just just to discuss, you know, about that. Because when God calls a person to be a pastor, when God calls someone to be a preacher, when God calls you to be a minister, it is something that is above you. So, and, you know, it could be just me. You know, it, it might just be me. I know when God called me, uh, to preach. I know he called me. Um, and it was certain things that I knew within me that, were, that I had to get rid of sin-wise. I knew it was certain sins. But once again, we're not perfect, right? We can still be fallible, but we still have certain qualities that God has given us to you for his glory, okay? Now, I'm going to read this from the New King James Version. Same place. 1 Timothy three three and one it says this is a faithful saying if a man desires the position of a bishop he desires a good work a bishop must be blameless the husband of one wife temperate sober minded and good behavior hospitable and able to teach Alright. <clears throat> Paul set out some rules right Paul put out some rules so that <coughs> if, excuse me if you're if you feel as though you're called here is a guideline that you have to look at. And what I love about it is that it's in Scripture. When you're called to be a preacher, when you're called to be a pastor, it's not something that, you know, the pastor before you says, oh, you you know, you're the next pastor in line. No, no, no. If you ain't been called, you know you ain't going to get there, right? Okay. But if you desire it, you're desiring a good thing. And then in verse two, he just he, he, Paul breaks down a couple things here that I that, that I really like. Number one, blameless. Blameless or what? I'm a human being. What are you talking about being blameless? Being blameless. Being blameless. So when you're when we're talking about blameless, we're talking about blameless of the church. Can't nobody blame you for stealing? Can't nobody blame you for? Sleeping with somebody else's wife, can't nobody blame you for uh, lying. You know, doing sins inside the church, Blame blameless. Okay, <clears throat> the husband of, of of one wife, of course, of course. You know, we 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 are uh, uh, monotheistic, meaning that we believe in one God, so we should only have but one wife. Okay, that's what really marriage is. We can get into that another another time. Temperance. You can't be the type of person, right? When you are pastoring, that is so quick to anger. The Bible even teaches us about that. That we don't have to be. We have to be slow to anger. Slow to anger. One of the reasons we have to be slow to anger is because when you're dealing with people, people can. I mean, they do some stuff that make you want to say and do some things back, right? Bible also also teaches us, recompense, not evil for evil." So you know. This is why we have to have a certain level of temperance about us, a certain level of of, of uh, thick skin, um, a level of just letting things roll off, roll off your back, you know, you're just you're just because I'm telling you, it, it's not as easy being a pastor as. The world that you may see it in the world, you know, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of Jakes. I'm a big fan of, uh, uh um, uh, Jesus uh, Joyce Myers. I'm a big fan of different preachers, and sometimes when you see them, they make it seem so easy, right? But it's not. It's not. Everyone has their own struggle. Everyone has their own cross to bear. Am I right about it? So so, if we have these struggles, if we have our own crosses to bear, it should not be to the point to where it's still active in our lives, and we know God has called us out of the sin, right? Called us out of that sin. So we shouldn't be sitting in a bar drinking whiskey. We shouldn't be sitting in a bar, uh, uh, um, Trying to hook up with with, with somebody else's wife. We, we, we shouldn't be in a bar, you know, trying to hook up with anyone. We shouldn't be trying that, right? We shouldn't be trying to hook up, right? Even in the church, we shouldn't be trying to hook up because we have to be what? Sober-minded, right? Of good behavior. So, it, again, these are just some things that I'm just pulling out and I'm just pointing it out. Some some that we can actually, you can actually look at as yourself, as the individual, because I asked myself the question: Was I called to preach? Was I really called? I mean, I, I questioned it. I questioned it. Was I called to preach? My God, yes. I was called to preach, and I'll never forget this one pastor. He's no longer with us. Uh, when I did my trial sermon, um, some. So many years ago, I did uh, the book of Romans chapter 12 and verse 1. That was my trial sermon, 1 and 2. Uh, But before I started preaching, he would tell me all the time, don't forget to read the book of Galatians. Don't forget to read the book of Galatians. I read the book of Galatians, I think, five times. I really did. It's a very good book. But there's guidelines in the book of Galatians that when it comes to preaching, that we have to be highly aware of. So, if you are called to preach the gospel, I'm going to tell you the same thing that this preacher had told me. Read the book of Galatians. Okay? All right? Now, be of good behavior. Hospitable. We you, you, you got to be hospitable. Hospitable isn't something is um, isn't something that you have to work on. I, I, I don't think that's something you have to work on. I really don't. Um, I think hospital is something that, that that comes along with the nature of a preacher. Because that hospital means that you're friendly and you're welcoming the strangers and guests and people. So so if you're a hospital, you're a friendly type of person. I think that's just something that just comes along with uh, uh, being called. You know, because you, you you can be a, a a nice person but nasty at the same time. So you're a nice, nasty person, you know. There are a lot of those people in the church. There's a lot of those people in the world. Um those that's not hosp- being hospitable. Being hospitable is actually showing genuine concern for another human being, right? And it says able to teach. Able to teach. So once again, I am the preacher. I I enjoy and always have enjoyed preaching. I enjoy teaching just as much as I do preaching. Teaching for me gets very exciting because I step out of uh, 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 being the preacher and taking someone by the hand and leading them into the word of God, into the word of God to say, this is what this scripture truly means. This is what really was going on in, at that time. And, and you know, once again, this is me. I and, and I have taught in a couple of churches for years, for years. And I still got, I, pre- I think I still got most of my, um, still got a lot of my lessons that I've done. But again, people, this is just the pastor talking. Because COVID is real, and I was sick. <laughs> My wife and I was sick. So I couldn't get one out for Sunday. I definitely got one out for Wednesday, but I couldn't get one out for Sunday because the, the time before that, I was sick. COVID is real. We got that Omicron variant. For those that listen to this, go get vaccinated. Stop playing with your life you know, the one thing, I, I, I wasn't going to go this route, but I'm going to go. The one thing the Bible teaches us is that when you get understanding, when you get knowledge, I'm sorry, when you get knowledge, get understanding, you have the knowledge of the virus, but you need understanding. Understand this: that people are dying. Our hospitals are overwhelmed because people, our bodies are not fighting off the, uh, COVID-19 virus by itself. It needs some assistance. This is what the booster is for, and this is what for the uh, vaccine is for. Just get vaccinated. Listen, even if you don't get the booster, man, look, it is what it is. You know, I understand. But at least, at minimum, protect your household, man. Oh, my God, I'm about to shout. Listen, there was, uh, if you remember the story of, uh, uh, I think it was Moses, I think it was Moses, where um, where the the uh, the Pharaoh said, "I want you to go and kill the firstborn of 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 every, uh, That was the story of Moses. I I, I honestly, I'm, I'm I'm sorry, I got I'm a little caught up right now, but the story goes, he wanted to kill the firstborn of every child. He was looking for Jesus, right, and this one door death couldn't couldn't go through. Death couldn't go through. It was blood on a post. That's how you could think the vaccination is. It's the blood of Jesus on the post of your actual door. Listen, stop playing around. Don't play around. Church, go get vaccinated. Even if it's just you don't have to get boosted. Cool, but at least get that. Please get vaccinated for the one time. Please get vaccinated. It's highly, highly, highly important. And again, you know, I love y'all. God loves y'all. First and foremost, God loves y'all. I love y'all. And I want to see everybody around. I don't want to see nobody, you know, got to deal with being sick. None of that. I really don't. Because it is not good to be sick. Not at all. This is uh, Bishop Paul Morton. Another one of my songs. And it's called Your Tears. And again, I don't own any of this. None of the copyrights at all. But it's important. It's important. Very important. Very important. That you go get vaccinated important that you go get vaccinated. Because when you get vaccinated, you protect everyone around you. You protect the people when you go out. You protect yourself, your family, all those around you. Because you're being what? Hospitable. That's what you're doing. You're being very hospitable. when you put the word of God on that vaccine, you're dealing with what we're dealing with. You're being a good behavior. you being sober-minded. Because once you get all that you need to know about it and you get vaccinated, you can teach somebody else about it. Listen, all you got to do is believe in Christ and you shall be healed. This is the Pastor coming right at ya. I love y'all. God bless. Hey, what's going on, everybody? How's everybody doing? Don't you y'all know God is good and he's been good to us all the time for all the days of our life. I'm so thankful that you listen to this broadcast so thankful that in the name of Jesus, you're being blessed by it. I'm so thankful to God. I prayed a long time for something like this to share with the world, with my listeners. And I'm, I'm happy to do what I do on this podcast for all of those that listen. It is not a job, but for me, it is definitely, definitely, definitely a pleasure. And if you will, just turn the book of Romans chapter 10 and verse 9. What I want to do is reach out the hand of God to you, Because I just don't do this just for pleasure or anything like that. But I really do this because I want those people that don't know the truth to know the truth. And in the book of Romans chapter 10 verse 9 it says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in your heart that God had raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. I want to read that again. The book of Romans, chapter 10, and verse 9. It says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shall believe in thy heart that God had raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. You know, in our lives, we, we we require a lot. We require a lot from God. Whether it's whether it's trying to get through a hard time, a hard trouble, what will whether it is we, we just require so much as being people, as being human beings. We we, we require a lot. And what I want to offer you is because you require so much is for that your soul to be saved. And what I want you to do is think about your issue. This is the one time that I really want you to dig down inside your soul. And I want you to reach and grab a hold to that issue. And I want you to say, Lord, this is your issue. It is no longer mine. Jesus, please come into my heart. Jesus, I believe that you were raised on the third day. I believe that God raised you. Father, in the name of Jesus, please hear the cry of your people, Father God. And in the book of Romans, chapter 10, verse 9, it says, if you confess it with your mouth that you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, that you believe that God raised Jesus up from the dead, if you believe that, it's really simple. He doesn't ask a whole lot of anything from you, but for us to just believe We want so much from Him. The only thing He's asking is for you to believe that He raised up His Son, Jesus Christ, from the dead. And if you believe it in your heart, as it says in the book of Romans chapter 10 and verse 9, you are saved. And in the name of Jesus, may you be healed and delivered from all.